everyone. Welcome to the show today. I, I am so excited. I've got Ronsley Vaz here with me today, and he is an entrepreneur. He's written books. He's been on TED Talks. He climbs rocks, does all kinds of stuff, and he has been on, he has interviewed more than 1,400 people on his own podcast. So he's a great, got to be a great conversationalist. I am so looking forward to talking with you today, Ronsley. How are you doing? Good, Joe. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's 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 gone past fifteen hundred since that bio was written. So I think it's time to update that. But you know, it's fascinating. It's been over ten years in the podcasting game, um, and I still feel like I'm young in the whole space, and there's so much more to learn. So excited to have this conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that attitude because even with all of your experience, there's, of course, there's still stuff to learn. That's awesome. So, yeah. Ronsley, where do you hail from today? As in, it, it, it depends. Like, so where, where am I currently located? I, I am in Brisbane right now. Um, and uh, so hail from depends, like, you know, where you're from, <laughs> okay. uh, where were you born, <laughs> Uh, what is your, what is your background? This all, all included in that, what, where you hail from. So, uh, right now I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in Brisbane and I'm coming to you from Brisbane, Brisbane, which is in the Australia. Yeah. Which is in the future. So I'm, I'm Thursday and I know you're, you're Wednesday. We're so. still Wednesday. And when we publish this, it's going to be totally different. So there's a lot of time travel, virtual time yeah. travel going on here. Great. Yeah. And Brisbane is a beautiful city. I know a lot of my listeners are, are in the U.S. and Europe, and they're not familiar with Brisbane. Yeah. Um, have you been? Have you been to Brisbane? I have not. You have not? Well, Brisbane is, yeah, very, very beautiful. It's a big country town as well, so very friendly people. Uh, it's on a it's on a winding, bending river. It's built on that, and... and um, I've been here 21 years, so it's just um, you know lovely, lovely to be be here in and call it home. But it's weird because I have home everywhere. Like I, I think <laughs> I think that that's got tainted as well the definition of home. So yeah, Brisbane's amazing. Blue skies more than 300 days of the year. Um, coastline, different types of coastline. Uh, very close and uh, all sorts of different things in between. So lucky to be here for sure. Yeah, it's beautiful. Lots of water. I, I love the water and getting on the water. It's it's, it's nice, yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah. So bef you've been in podcasting for 10 years, right? Yeah. What got you started and, and becoming interested so early on in podcasting? Well, it's funny you're saying early on, I, I think that I came late to the game in the sense that I know people and I know a lot of people who have, were podcasting before me and kind of laid the foundation for people like myself to come along and, and, and do it for so long. But um, what got me into the game was my first business was a restaurant. Uh, I was a chef. And... Um, I think this gets into the origin story as well, probably, but the origin story as a, as a, as a business owner, because uh, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I just thought I was a nine to five person. And anyway, my first business was a restaurant because everyone told me monetize your passion. You cook really good food. <laughs> it's been a thing the whole my whole life. So 
um, do that. And, um, you know, we did service on Saturday night. On Sunday, the locks were changed. But I'm not going to tell the story again. There's a lo- enough. It's this. Um, there's enough times that I have told the story. So if you want it, like find it on on, on other podcasts. But um, overnight, half a million dollars of debt, and well, four hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars of debt, and um, and then getting into that. Uh, long story short, coming out of that, I started a business that was a chefing business, which chefs would plug in from one end and um, people that wanted food cooked for them based on their goals uh, by a chef every week would plug in from the other end. And to promote that, I started a podcast and it was really about people's relationship with food and their story around food. And for whatever reason, that podcast got a lot of listeners really quickly and Overnight, I kind of became the podcast guy and started to help people um, start a podcast just pretty much basically because I got a million listeners in four and a half months. It was on the banner section of iTunes. It started to like cycle those six banners there that are up there was one of them next to ABC Radio and Triple J in Australia. So um, all my business friends were like, hey, can you help me start a podcast? So... So yeah. Four and a half million in, or, or one million in four months. Was that what I heard? Yeah, a million a million listeners in like four and a half months or five months, like just about that. It, and for the first two weeks, I had 50 listeners. Like, you know, it was not, it's just for context. I literally, because at the time I was in debt and <laughs> in big debt and, you know, um, I was saying to my wife, I think I made a mistake by spending this kind of money on the equipment. It was not that that much. It was just under 200 bucks. But still, it was at the time, it was felt like a lot of money. And I think just in context to see the to see what came from not stopping after two weeks of having like eight episodes out and still having only 50 listeners kind of going, like I could have easily stopped then, you know? Sure. But what, what kept you going? The conversations kept me going for sure. Oh, okay. The conversations. Could you dive a little deeper into that? Yeah. Like I feel every conversation allows me to tap into someone else's vibrational frequency. So they're in a different frequency. So however down I might be, they're kind of raising me up. And I was having these conversations that I was feeding off their energy, uh, even though there were things happening around me that was like, um, people came for the house and people came for the car and people came for everything uh, at the time. So those conversations were really powerful because I was feeling like I was learning in every one of them. And I was also, it blew my mind that People, people wanted to talk to me as well. Like people wanted to let me interview them. Yeah. And, that, and, that just blew my mind. And people wanted to talk about food. Is that right? And people wanted to talk about their story around food. People always had a story. Everyone has a story around food. And my favorite question, 
and I pull it out a lot, not a lot, but rare, rare these days, but it's my favorite question of all time is what is your favorite earliest and favorite story around food hmm. and, um, or memory around food. And everyone has a story if they, if they have to go back into their memory and think about it. And it's really fascinating to hear. And, um, yeah, so I, I feel extremely lucky to have these conversations over the last 10 years because I've had conversations with death row inmates and successful entrepreneurs and everyone else in between, I suppose. So artists, athletes, actors, politicians, uh, you know, last 10 years has been cool. It's been so kind, I think. After, after having only 50 visitors in two weeks, what changed that then propelled your business to a million listeners? So I don't think the business happened straight away. So what happened was I was still key. I was still, there's still a lot of grind at the time. And I think I had to learn to do the reps, which is the important part of entrepreneurship or business in general is like, it, it just doesn't get handed to you. There's all these reps that needed to be need, need to get done. It doesn't matter who you are. There's all these reps that you need to get done. So I feel like I was, I was, I had to go through that and I just kept grinding. And what happened was this million listeners happened like in four and a half months. I, a friend of mine sent me this message saying, how did you partner with Apple? No, how did you partner with iTunes? And I said, I, I didn't partner with iTunes. And he sent me a screenshot of my little banner section thing. And I didn't know how they got this, the, the images. I, I like literally, so it was, I didn't know when it happened. And so I don't know how long it, it was there. So sometimes when I say four months, I, I don't actually know whether it was there for longer even because I only know about it for that kind of time. And it, it got a lot of listeners primarily because I think I was consistent. Three, I released three episodes a week, eight o'clock. Yeah, eight o'clock in the morning. Um, consistently, I didn't miss 8 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday for like 82 episodes or more, I think. So it kept going. And then I had million listeners. And when all that started to happen, my, like a few of my friends were like, can you help me start a podcast? And I said, here's my Evernote folder. Please take that. And, you know, I, I put it all in notes. And they're like, Ronsky, I don't understand any of this stuff. <laughs> any of this stuff. I don't know what you're saying here. I don't know what you mean by uh, connect the XLR cable. I have no idea what that means. So I put out a post on Facebook and I said, I am starting this new thing. I'm taking on eight people, six in a group, two of them will be one-on-one. -on -one. I had 32 grand in my account at the end of the week, which went off to paying that loan and the debt, not the loan, the debt, really. There was no, there was not necessarily loans, they were all debt at the time. Um, and I did 27 of those rounds over and paid off that debt in two years and one month. Wow. And as a result in that process, started an agency, Amplify, started the first podcasting conference in Australia called We Are Podcast and wrote the book, TED Talk, TEDx, TEDx Talk, sorry, became TEDx Talk, became a TED Talk, um, signed the first deal with Amazon in Australia. It's been insane. It's been an insane journey. 
So you do mention that anyone in business can increase their business with conversation. Mm. And I remember hearing that in, in one of your podcasts, perhaps, or, or in your book. What do you mean by that? And how, how can someone increase their business with conversation? Yeah, that's a great question, primarily because it's the thesis of everything I've been saying. Because initially I was telling people or businesses start a podcast and they would tell me, you have no idea what you're talking about because I have bigger problems and you tell me a podcast is going to solve my business problems. And um, I arrived at a point where I was like, do you know how every conversion in your business happens in a conversation? So this is the, this is the, these are the lines, two lines that made amplify a million dollar company in like nine months or something after all the years of heartache uh, that, you know, uh, took all that time to build. But when it did happen, it happened really quickly. And um, the, the two lines were, do you know how every conversion in your business happens in a conversation? And you'd be like, yeah, like I said, from you getting a team member on board to a client, to a partner, all those conversions in your business, they all happen in conversations. They're like, yeah, well, what if you recorded those conversations? And they went, oh, I should start a podcast. And that's how that happened. It was never to get people to start podcasts. It was just to understand that conversions happen in conversations and you're already having those conversations. And what if people that don't know who you are hear those conversations before they think they need to buy from you? It's kind of simple, really, like in, in terms of the thesis of how to have those conversations. And then I'm going to take that one step, take it a layer deeper. Every business owner needs to do one thing that's most important that doesn't necessarily get outsourced or can't be like delegated until the very end. And that's a business development conversation, huh. having a business development as part of our regular weekly to-dos and tasks, we don't actually get a chance to do that because there's all these other spinning plates. So if you set up a podcast to have those business development conversations where you were having conversations with people who have your target market and no competitive overlap, so they have your audience, but they do different things to you, and you decide to co-create a podcast with them, and you have 52 of those conversations a year, what would that business development, those development conversations do for your business? Like if you followed up with them, right? Because they have your target market. You just need to be able to convert them to kind of go, hey, here we did a really good podcast. Let's get it to your people and, and, and vice versa. So, I mean, people think of a podcast as a content tool. They think of a podcast as a marketing tool. I think a podcast is a business development tool. Because of its ability to have the conversations. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Would you like to get in front of more of your ideal clients and at the same time build your brand and create evergreen content? Well, you can do that with podcast guesting. This very moment, you're listening to a podcast that may have been published today or three weeks ago or three years ago. In a very real sense, you're engaging with the speakers hopefully enjoying yourself and learning something new at the same time. And you're getting to know the guest and how they help their clients, their customers, and the problems that they solve. 
You may even be their ideal client and want to learn more about them and download one of their free resources you can find in the show notes or maybe even become a client of theirs. See, when you're a guest on a podcast, you will enjoy that same kind of engagement. It is perhaps the easiest, most cost-effective way to get in front of new audiences. Learn how you can be a guest on the right podcast and engage with your ideal clients with the free resources available at gapologist.com. Yeah, it's, it's a little fuzzy for me, actually, the details, have to be honest with you. But Yeah, I, tell me what part, because I'd love to explain that. So when you talk about having a conversation with someone and you're talking about um, converting, would it be talk, like if I have a conversation with a prospect who I think is, is a good client for me, Mm-hmm. And that's a sales conversation or an enrollment conversation, something like that. Are you talking mm-hmm. about putting that conversation into a podcast? I'm saying, well, first realize that they're having the con- the conversation, the conversions in your business are happening happening in those conversations. I'm saying, yes, you can put that. But if you took that and realize, okay, if your prospect is a fruit, rather than going for each fruit at a time, go for trees that have your prospects. And so those are partners. Those are people who have your target market and no competitive overlap. So they have your people. So for example, a business owner is most people's target market, if that's just a generic term. Lawyers have them, co-working spaces have them, you know, different people, website developers, portrait photographers, SaaS companies. So different people have that market. And we're going, well, how about we create a business development conversation with the people that have my target market? And that's the conversation that gets aired, but you land up creating this relationship that can potentially become a big driver for business through, you know, what happens with the conversation on the podcast. Did that make sense? It's more clear, but not completely. Yes. Ask me another question. I'd love to clarify. Okay. So you and I are having a conversation right now. Yeah. We're both interested in talking to business owners. Yeah. And 100%. Have, it, it might be that you have a circle of ideal clients here. Mine is here. At some point they intersect. Correct. So how would we go about having a conversation that would be a business yeah. development conversation? Well, we are right now because we know that I'm coming on your podcast and you're coming on my podcast. So at the very least, my audience is being introduced to you and your audience is being introduced to me. Correct? So that that in itself is a business development conversation because you're growing your audience and I'm growing mine by just having the conversations. Now, we can take that one step further and I can say, hey, I have been doing this for a long time and I've helped over a thousand businesses start a podcast and grow a podcast, grow a business using a podcast. Would you be interested in me doing a training to your clients so that if they were going to do this, they were going to do this right. And you suddenly become more valuable to your clients because you're like, well, this person's actually done it, got the book, has done it for like big companies, brands and people and, and celebrities and stuff like that. So, you know, like let him teach you. And, 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 and I, and, I'm just highlighting my credibility. That's all I'm doing. I'm not necessarily doing anything that 
isn't what I know I'm good at doing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And you would do the same. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like in that, in, in, in general, that's what I do. And that's how I get to a whole bunch of different people and, and different audiences and get business owners to think about how a podcast can really grow their business. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, it does. And, and I love how you work that in to the answer of the question because it really was the answer to the question and also gave you an opportunity to say what yeah. you do and how you help people. Yeah. And that's awesome. And in a very real way, I am bringing you in front of my audience with the podcast. Yeah. And and I think people are not like you have one way or one version of looking at how a podcast can help a business. But with as, with someone like me, who's seen so many different versions and so much of like not only doing it for myself, but for other people and in a group and as a conference and in an agency. So there's all these different experience and reps that give me perspective that can help someone who is a business owner see a podcast in a different light. And then if I take that one step further and I realize that my ancestors did not have the opportunity to use their voice and say whatever they wanted to say and say whenever they wanted to say it, I have an even more responsibility (laughs) to kind of say, well, hey, this is my gift. Let me please help. And however it helps someone, whether they go and use their voice somewhere else or they create their own podcast or however that looks like for them, uh, it's just this journey of me trying to figure out what that is actually, to be honest. Yeah. And now you talk about seven steps in your book, uh, Amplify, seven steps to creating your podcast for business. Mm. Could you go over those for us now? Yeah. So the way I the way I say it actually is that these are seven steps to have to have an audio marketing machine for oh. your business. Okay. And and A M P L I F Y are the seven steps, and L is launching audio, which is in between three steps before launching audio and three steps that come after launching audio. And these are really important because. If you get the first three steps right, launching audio becomes easy. Hmm. And then the last three steps become a lot easier as well. So the first three steps are marketing foundations and the last three steps are sales machine. Okay. So in between there's launching audio. So there's the seven steps. The first step is to first analyze your audience and that includes ourselves. So what is our truth, speaking our truth, why we're doing what we're doing, what is, does it mean for us and who we are helping and who has that market? Who are the partners that have our competitive, our, 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 our target market but no competitive overlap? So that's analyzing your audience. That's step one. Step two is from that point, you brand. So, so that's molding your brand is step two. And that includes... Uh, your look and feel, which is logos, fonts, colors, and tone. So your voice and what kind of voice you want to create. So that branding part is really important because then you can create the right intro, the right outro, the right music, the right everything comes from there. Step three is productizing your ecosystem, which means having the steps that you can direct your listeners to become clients. What do they need to do? Do you have to have a lead magnet? Do you have to have an email nurture sequence? Do you have to have different versions of how you offer transformation? So if you're a business coach and you offered a transformation of, you know, 10K 
months, I'm making this stuff up as I go. Mm -hmm. You could offer two versions of that. One is a, here's a, here are all the videos and it's like 500 bucks. And these videos will teach you the video course on how you can get 10K months in your business as a business coach, or you can work with me and you can pay 10K a year and you get one-on-one time with me. I just made that scenario up, but that's a productizing your ecosystem right, and being perfect. able to offer a, um, um, different products to the people who want to buy from you. Then perfect. you launch your audio, mm-hmm. which is everyone knows just Google how to start a podcast. Right, and perfect. it's, I mean, I'm trying to trivialize it primarily because people would, a lot of us get stuck in the details of the podcast and it's actually the branding and the initial marketing foundations that's really important to starting the podcast. And then you can improve the sound as you go. And and, and once you have the your audio, the next three steps um, is the sales machine. So uh, step, the next step is how to repurpose your audio. So now you have your audio and you've recorded it. What do you do with it? How do you take that and repurpose that and use that in different forms to get attention back to your podcast? So all the social you create is part of the attention piece, which is the attention engagement sales, the no like and trust. So all your social is the no part of your marketing equation. Then you take all your no part and you direct that to the next step, which is engagement, foster engagement, create engagement from all the socials and all the other content that you've created. How does that turn out? What kind of conversations are you going to have as a result of this marketing that you've done? So that's foster engagement. And the final part is why is yield on investment, which is ROI marketing, measuring the fact that you've done these reps and where does it impact my business? And the, that's those are the seven steps to having audio in your business and using the conversations to actually benefit your business growth. Yeah. Does that very, make sense? Very good. Very good explanation. Now, I do have to ask one question. When you say reps, that's yeah. not a term that I'm used to hearing it, um, in the U.S. What do you mean when you say you do the reps? Repetitions. The repetition. Okay. Like so, if you go like if you go to the gym and you say I'm doing ten reps of barbell curls, don't you say that? Like oh, I guess exercises. if you go to the gym, yes, yeah. you say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, reps are just the amount of like repetitions of things, and I think that is a measure of a business owner's success or credibility at least because we get caught up in a lot of different things these days. It's very easy to create credibility that's not necessarily there, but the reps don't lie. That's why I use reps a lot. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you for that. So you say getting a a podcast going and you can improve it as you go, but there, is there a minimum Like I started my podcast because I had a nice conversation and I said, hey, we should invite other people to this conversation. Why don't we do it again? We'll record it and I'll put it out there. And that was the beginning of my podcast. Now, I don't think most people should begin that way. It was very organic. Not much thought was put into it. I just wanted to share that conversation. Um, What might be a minimum that people should have in place to start a podcast? Yeah, that first 
step is is the is the main step is like what is your truth how do you speak your truth because everyone wants to make an impact on the planet and you want to look good while they're doing it so we, that kind of gets in the way of just doing the starting rep you know um we all want to run the marathon but we haven't got off the couch yet and it's really important to get off the couch and walk around the block a few times before you start jogging even and if you don't do that then you're going to crash and burn and that's with anything and that goes with something that you're going to start and learn for the first time as well which is the case it's i think we kind of feel like we got to get it right straight away and we can't get it right straight away because we're still learning we're not podcasters we're business owners learning to be podcasters so as a result um we make all these mistakes and i've compiled a whole list so if you go to mistakes.wearepodcast.com you can you can literally download those those mistakes and there's like um you know different ways the 10 ways that you can fix them as well but i'm i keep making those mistakes as well is my point to that whole so the that whole point is like I still have things that I need to fix and you can't fix it all but you can know what needs to be fixed and you can know how to become a better podcaster or how to become a better interviewer or how to hold engagement for a while how to have not only calls to action but calls to engagement how to take people and invite them to the next to do the next step so there's all these different things that um I'm learning after 10 years and still learning as I go. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who are starting something, they look at someone who's been doing that thing for 10 years, 20 years, and they see an expert, they see a polished process and and it's so nice and and they're just beginning. How oh my gosh, how how am I going to get to that level? I'm just beginning and look at all that stuff they have. They've got books, they've got TED talks, they've got podcasts, they've got hundreds of interviews, they got all of this stuff and you know what? that person had a beginning too. And if you look at them when they were in the beginning, they were doing the reps, they were learning, they were making mistakes, they were they were they were just getting out there yeah. and doing it and improving as they went along. So you don't yeah. you can't start where someone is, you know, 20 years down the road. You have to start at the beginning like they did. And I hear and, a lot but but also but also on that on that note, Joe, uh, I apologize uh, if I cut you off. I will, if you had something to say. Sorry, gone. No, I was good. Now I I've lost my train of thought, but it was <laughs> it's perfectly fine. You better. Keep I lost going. mine too. Yeah, keep I going. lost mine too. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Everything has a beginning. And the beginnings oftentimes are not perfect. Most of the time, they're far from perfect. And the concept of Kaizen is to improve a little bit each day. And so, you know, be better than you be better today than you were yesterday. And tomorrow you'll be better than you were today. If we could just improve just that little tiny bit. And then in 10 years, you'll have what that fellow has today who has been doing it for 10 years. That's but also what we tend to do is we stand on this mount we stand we're standing on a mountain of value and experience and we're looking at someone else's mountain of value and experience and kind of going i want that 
So I'm going to get off this mountain of value and experience and start climbing all over all over again this new mountain. So that's why we feel like a beginner all the time or we feel like an imposter in those in, in those scenarios. And it's really important to kind of first stand on our mountain of value and appreciate that mountain of value before going ahead and climbing another one. So in that sense, I I want people to realize and 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 remember all the things that they've done, that they've done to get here. And it might not be a podcast, but it could be other things. And those are really important to have in mind. Yes, and I, I'm a big believer that everyone has something to contribute. We, we've all got knowledge, experience, and expertise. And if we could find a way to package that, to communicate and, and create messaging around our knowledge, experience, and expertise, we can help a whole bunch of people. Yeah. But we've got to package yeah. that. We've got to communicate it. And we've got to own it. We've got to stand on that mountain. We've got to own that mountaintop. And I think what tends to happen is there are things that we are really good at doing that we don't value because it's so good, easy for us to do them because we've learned to do them. So we think that we've got to learn something new and get some new accreditation to look fancy. And 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 that's where the reps come in because when you're doing the reps, you realize that you realize certain things that you couldn't have realized without doing the first 10 reps. Like you, you have to do that. No one can kind of tell you those things. It's like you watching a YouTube video on how to swim and you could do a whole course, but if you don't get in the water, you will not know how to swim. And that's what this whole scenario is exactly like you've got to do the starting thing for you to know how to pivot and change and 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 use that to your advantage yes yeah and what you said just a minute ago of not realizing the expertise that you have because things come so easily for you i was in that situation rochley two years ago and i needed someone from outside to look in because i was too close to the situation because it just Things just came easy for me. I just assumed everybody, you know, that's the way it is. Everybody come, comes easy to everybody. No, it doesn't. That wasn't true. Yeah. No, good so, for you. And, 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 and perspective is really important. So having that sounding board mm-hmm. in general for anything is really, really valuable. Yes. Yes, very much. This has been a wonderful conversation. Is there something I should have asked you that I didn't ask? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think all I I love any conversation and it doesn't matter where it goes. And I'm not even I I'm not even attached to the kind of like uh, origin story questions anymore. But if there's something that you feel like you got to ask from a from a business owner's perspective who has a podcast, um, please feel free to do that because I love being asked questions that are not part of the curriculum. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of just followed a flow here and we, you know, there's a track, but it's very wide. So we can go like, we can go all over the place. It's a conversation and, and it's, I'm sure it's valuable. I've learned, yeah. I've learned and I'm sure our listeners are learning. Um, is there anything you would like to leave our audience with today, Ronsley? 
Yeah, please uh, go check out my podcast. I've got a podcast called Should I Start a Podcast? And um, it's all a bit meta. And it is really for business owners who have a podcast and how they can use a podcast to grow their business, get new audience, new listeners, get more revenue, um, and get more credibility from that show. So um, if you're a business owner that has a podcast or you're a business owner that wants to start one, go and check that podcast out. Be cool. Okay, great. And we'll have all that information in the show notes, how to how to do that. And if someone wants more Ronsley, how do they get more of you? <laughs> well, I think if they go and listen to the, listen to the podcast, uh, that would be amazing to see if they want more of me. And if they do want more of me, then uh, listening to another episode and becoming a subscriber would be super awesome. On the show, for the listeners, there is a way to contact me. So if you become a listener, you know how to contact me uh, from the show. But first, hear my voice. See if I'm if I'm any good to you, and then um, please contact me from there. Okay, man, that is super, super great. It has been such a pleasure talking with you, Ronsley. I have enjoyed the conversation immensely. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and have a good day. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard. Please subscribe on your preferred channel and never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.